0: hello and welcome to was that in good taste i'm your host chandler phillips and with me as always is your producer and co-host james
1: beery what's going on
0: and today we are talking about the process of indoctrinization and radicalization that
1: sounds so serious do you have like a different name
0: well (laughs) i like to go by the topic name based on our most recent uh event of radical movements um which I'm not talking about my BM this morning.
1: Oh boy., Hey-o. pretty radical.
0: Uh, we're talking about the January 6th insurrection and its failures and what caused it and why
1: insurrectile dysfunction.
0: It was so fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need a drink for this. It's... oh uh, I had a thing in my head. Oh, it was it was uh you know you may ask yourself, what is this beautiful place? And you may ask yourself, this is not my beautiful house. And you may ask yourself, this is not my beautiful wife, but how did we get here? (laughs) That was the entire thing. It was just, how did we get here? So
1: how did we get here to the state?
0: We haven't done a political show in a while. It's
1: been absolutely, oh fuck bro. Like a year ago, more mm. than a year ago we did nothing but like 10 episodes in I a swear, row. I swear
0: we had politics Lyme disease from how the political we were getting.
1: Where where does one listen to where does one listen to those old episodes? Well, if they, you wanted to
0: check the archives. Oh boy. And see why we've taken a break from political episodes. You can check some of the old ones at the was that in good taste website as well as where all of our podcasts are found.
1: Which is, oh, I, I like how you pointed me. Yeah. Thank you very much. Just so you know, that will be where? It'll be on Anchor, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Podcast. If you name a podcast provider, we are. Wait, there. don't forget
0: about those Apple holes. Oh, uh, pff, those Apple holes. Pff. Those, Those Apple Podcasts.
1: Oh, oh boy. And was it iTunes? Is that? this iTunes, yes. The one, Apple Podcasts. Oh, that's what it is. Neat. <laughs> I like how... Oh, that's not the right one.
0: Yeah, I was going to press the button, but I figured why not oh, just was say it? Neat.
1: There we go. <laughs> so, this week, we're drinking at the bar something super awesome because we're talking about erectile, I mean, insurrectile dysfunction. I thought in honor of... President Donald Trump. We would feature a cocktail from <laughs> from the Trump International Hotel. From the Trump International Archive. In Washington.
0: Wait, DC or the state? I
1: don't know. And I don't care because <laughs> <laughs> this is the silence do good. Of course, don't forget you go into behind the bar every Monday after this episode comes out. Um, But to make it brief, he has a hard-on for Benjamin Franklin, even though he's a piece of shit. But this is a cool cocktail, actually. Wait,
0: Trump has a hard-on for Benjamin Franklin? Yeah.
1: Wait, you mean Trump,
0: like, has a thing for the founding father who was known for his sexual promiscuity and bullshitting? Yes. Interesting. All right, I mean, I do. I also kind of have a hard on for Benjamin Franklin. Like, put it away, Benny Boy.
1: Oh, he Benny did some Boy. Shit.
0: Oh, my pipes. What did he do? Our Colin.
1: <laughs> what did he do?
0: He just did so much shit. Like, first he made it so that like our national thing was an e- wait no, no. He did the. He was the one who advocated that our national bird should be a turkey. Oh, yes, he did. And honestly, that's way more legit than a bald eagle. How many bald eagles have you run into that have been complete assholes and have done nothing but just march in your direction until you get out of their way?
1: Didn't you hear the bonus track from Hamilton, the Benjamin Franklin bullish track? Wait, <laughs> Ben Frankie had a bonus track? Oh, totally did. <sighs> Racism is cool, it's great. I mean, not that much, but I still have slaves. Well,
0: (laughs) look, I'm not saying he's the best guy, but who else would be on enough opiates to fly a kite in the middle of a thunderstorm?
1: Get struck by lightning. This cocktail, honestly, I can just say. This cocktail really was (laughs) struck by lightning. Donald Trump, bad president, good picker of cocktails. Wait, 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 no, no, hold on.
0: You didn't explain why Trump had a hard-on for Ben Franklin, oh, I, oh. and why that relates to this cocktail, the silence do-good? Do-good. <laughs> well.
1: Well, back in <laughs> 1770... <laughs> because I said so. No, because Benjamin Franklin <laughs> used nepotism. He used to write in, uh, like, there was like a local newspaper that was owned by his brother. So he would write as a woman uh, which I believe the name was uh, Mrs. Silence Duguid. Oh, that was his pen name. That was his pen name. Mm-hmm. And that's what he would use. Mrs. Interesting. Oh, huh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Not really progressive. Maybe you could oh, get in, more on that. Into Frank- in the- Benjamin Franklin was trans. Oh. <sighs> fucking love it alter egos rewriting fucking history
0: honestly i wouldn't be surprised if ben franklin was strands like straight
1: you you see i mean have you seen the pictures you've seen the pictures
0: of him yeah. on the hundred right, right. Like, yeah
1: i was just all he that. needed
0: was a top piece and then maybe a little like blue. a Ooh. lip like a lip uh, i was a just thinking thing. like
1: a little nude Mm-hmm. like, you know, like maybe
0: something to li- give a little puff to it or like a
1: well of course We go Um, into okay, seventeen seventy
0: five. Ben Franklin, like he would have had to do some extra foundation about seventeen seventy six, which you
1: know, Trump was
0: beaten off about. Right, I. I, But I think like seventeen forty five. Ben Franklin,
1: oof, (sighs) fuck that ass,
0: smoke show, straight smoke show. (laughs) You know he was hanging out at the Moulin Rouge, just fucking getting it.
1: Fuck, bro. So anyway, <laughs> what's in this
0: delicious cocktail that we have named after the femme alter ego
1: of Benjamin Franklin? Got that Henny on deck. Ooh, the Hennessy and Cognac. Ooh, got that Argent because I'm addicted to the orange... And almond liqueur. That, it wouldn't be Ben Franklin if you didn't have a little spritz of something which I French just love, like orgeat. I, I really just love how the. <laughs> we're not going to talk about this behind the bar, but I really love how the Hawaiian and you know the the Polynesian like um, uh, syrup that's been used for all these quote unquote tiki drinks, mm-hmm. which we spoke about. We're not really going to use that. kind of but like <laughs> is used in this cocktail. It's it's crazy. It's like you know. So really, this cocktail has no basis. It has in like any historical like. Yeah. Somebody who was really good at making cocktails was like, "Bam, gonna make this cocktail." But can I just give myself a pat on the back? Like, there's no proportions. Oh really? For the cocktail because it's a pro- on the menu. It's a proprietary blend. So, I did it a few times. We had it a few days ago, and we had mm-hmm. it today. I think today is better. But I just think it's super fun. It's really good. Uh, of course, I, I cannot forget the little bit of lime juice in the Angostura Bitters, the Aromatics, uh, mm. garnished. garnished. I mean, it's not garnished because behind the bar we said it wasn't with orange and uh, cherry. But if you wanted to garnish it. But if you wanted it, to. Then. You... If you recorded podcasts after other podcasts, that's what I would do.
0: If you wanted to garnish this cocktail, I would say optimally.
1: Optimally. Some orange peel. I wish I still had the smaller uh, whiskey, like old fashioned glasses that I broke. Like Angie broke one, I broke one, you broke one. Oh yeah. So I have I one, but they're smaller. We're using the tequila glasses from um, the Herodora, which are a little bit oh, bigger from
0: their from the gift set, right? Yes.
1: So these are a little bigger, but I like if the small if the glass was smaller, then I would have done something like. Perhaps, like, blister the skin of an orange a little bit and put them outside. And then I would have floated the cherry on top. Mm. But these glasses are too big for the liquid. So I didn't. But maybe the picture will be. Um, but why are we talking about Donald Trump? Why are we talking? Okay.
0: We're talking about Trump because today we're talking about radicalism, extremism, reactionism. And what the difference between all those things are in relation to what we experienced as a collective country
1: on January 6th.
0: Oh, Sixth.
1: oh Lord. There is so much. So one of the reasons people are talking about politics is because we were just worn out. Right. Absolutely <sighs> just exhausted. But can I just say. Well, we were covering the
0: Democratic Uh, like debates we were doing all like all the stuff that was going leading into the election we were engaged we were so engaged and then of
1: course uh, I think like everybody else we were emotionally invested in the last year of Trump's presidency Mm -hmm. it was affecting us emotionally so we were emotional
0: investments with little
1: to no dividends but lord knows our great Lord and Savior, Joe Biden, is president now. So everything is uh-huh. all good. Mm-hmm. Praise praise Biden. Praise to Biden. This is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> In case anybody doesn't realize it, it is a joke. But we're not... The we're best not... <laughs> jokes
0: land when you have to preface them.
1: <laughs> but we're not libertarians. <laughs> Just make, make it clear. But Freedom, I'm not a rapper. <laughs> but Freedoms. But I'm not
0: a rapper. Right. All right. So we got Hennessy... Uh, lime juice, or and you're
1: Angostura little, you're going back.
0: I know we're going back, and now I'm going forward. Go um, ahead. and to pair with this delicious cocktail that I've probably had a little too much of,
1: <laughs> political <laughs> opinions.
0: Um, I want to talk about first the breakdown of like what radicalism is versus just the general umbrella topic of extremism. Because what we experienced, what we saw happen, was not. Radicalism, It was extremism, yes, but as far as, like, how the political polls are defined, radicalism seeks to uh, transform the status quo and seeks to—basically, to if you see a social dysfunction, radicalism aims to uh, pluck the social dysfunction at its root and change it from— from its essence, right. Whereas reactionism sees a social dysfunction, and their uh, the, the the modus of apparatus is to then revert back to before that was a dysfunction
1: without without any actual like no no facts just just feelings. It's well, <laughs> <laughs> hey.
0: Fuck your feelings.
1: <laughs> fuck your feelings.
0: Um But facts, not feelings. But facts not feelings. Facts not feelings. But fuck your feelings. Um so reactionism, I would I would really like to make clear that what we saw was conservative reactionism in the wake of the election of Joe Biden. Because the entire Trump administration, the the whole campaign was Make America Great Again. It was about a a uh reaction it was about going back to a way things were that doesn't actually confront the uh problems of the contemporary age and so that's that's the main thing that that's my whole point of the full fucking podcast is don't lump radicals in with what you saw on the insurrection of january sixth
1: and and this is the thing that I think needs to be like punctuated because if you look at like um There are very big streamers like Hassanabi or Vosh who are leftists who are controversial in the leftist movement because they, in my opinion, speak more truth. This is my personal opinion. They speak more reality because on the left and the right, you have a lot of reactionaries. But when it comes down to what is going on now, Trump was bad.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: His politics were bad.
0: And we should feel bad,
1: but they were not radical, right? Oh, and yes. That, people that, about part two. go on about how radical they were, because that makes them feel better. But in reality, there was nothing radical. No, and it was extremely regressive. It was, it was, it was the opposite of but radical. Like, but if, also, regressive. it was
0: lame. But if like, anything, it was not rad.
1: But regressive from what? because there is nothing new in those there was nothing new in those politics. So you you went h- hard. I look at the show notes, of course, you find at the bottom of the of the podcast. You know, radicalism, reactionism, extremism, uh, uh radical- ra- radicalization is new indoctrination. There's, so there's a lot of stuff going on here. I got a lot of points. But can I just say that at the end of the day I think everyone who is on the ground grassroots knows that the people who represent them don't but <laughs> <laughs> wait,
0: wait so you mean like in a republic where we vote for people to represent us they don't
1: and can i just say that i think that anybody like myself who's like oh okay, you know uh alexandra acacia or cortez like or also have really bad takes also. But, like, we're we're in a point where I was a year and a half ago arguing, like, mm, you know, we should really vote for our spirits, when in reality, <laughs> voting for the greater good sucks. Because it's really between, like, what's almost a supervillain mm-hmm. and, like, someone who's, like, really bad because they're not nice to you. We've gone from, like, When
0: the term's lesser of two evils, it's like the bully who doesn't care about your feelings versus the person who actively wants you to be gone. Like, it's we talked about it earlier where it was like, uh, you know, on one side, you had a toxic capitalist, and on the other side, you had fucking fascism.
1: That is... That is the whole fucking truth. Like the, one is, it's still toxic. Yeah, It's like, ah, oh, it was like, capital, oh, you know, there's no, you know, there is no blah, blah, blah under capitalism. And then the other one is like, we're going to fucking murder you and your family. It's really bad and Yo, ridiculous. You and,
0: remember when they were chanting, they will not replace us. Right? Yes.
1: And we absolutely have to make clear before we do anything. Good people on both sides. Like, we have to make it clear. Fucking A. That... One of the one of the things about ugh, the like Democrats is that most of them, like us, are products of capitalism. Yeah, and they think they're doing what's best under capitalism. Right. Which I is, mean, it's, there's it's, no ethical
0: consumption under it's lame, capitalism. It's
1: garbage. And most of them are garbage. But then the others, it's like one side is like kind of bad. Let's try to reconcile the garbage with at least progress. We have to make it very clear that there are bad people and then there are worst people. Mm-hmm. There are people who aren't that nice to you in the fucking, when you're at lunch in high school. And then there are people who rob you and take your lunch and take your lunch money and treat you badly.
0: And take your land. And and, <laughs> you know, and,
1: and one of the things about it is that because of this, I got the transition for you because mm-hmm. of this, Everyone feels a little bit of the diaspora. Everybody feels displaced. Everybody feels outside. Everybody feels out of where they're from, their land, especially being here in America where we are. And so
0: there's this shared feeling of kind of anti-establishmentarianism.
1: I love that word. Quick, don't look. Spell it.
0: Uh, A-N-T- I establishmentarianism.
1: A-N-T-I-E-S-T. Ah, fuck, I used to know how to spell it. Ah, I can't do it. Fuck me. Anywho. Quick. Anybody knows that word? What does it mean?
0: Uh it's about saying fuck the system. It's it's what it's
1: a word that was used once. To say fuck, fuck the, the system
0: in an academic context. And honestly, I'm all for that. I, I feel the energy. I love it. I'm there for it. However, the most recent act of anti-establishmentarianism, ooh, not there for the message.
1: For the people, which luckily, thank you so much for being one of the many people. <laughs> Leave a comment, do all this stuff who's been listening, been going up, very good. But um, what happened on January 6th of 2021?
0: Um, well, first there was supposed to be the uh, uh, confirmation and uh, the, the 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 what
1: is Whatever, it? Whatever the president does, the thing It's like, yeah, I'm the president now. Wee yeah,
0: he touches a Bible and then everyone's like, Jesus loves him, so he must be president. And then <laughs> uh, everyone's like, all right, let's go on Can with I the just next say, four years.
1: In the last episode of The Handmaid's Tale, the main character goes in front of a court, and she goes, and the bailiff is like. We're going to swear you win. She goes, is there a Bible? He goes, there's not. And I literally was like, what? There's not a fucking Bible in court? Fucking fantasy world. Right.
0: I, <laughs> I think it's weird that we choose holy books. And granted, it could be any holy book of your choosing that you have to swear on. But why a holy book? Why does it have to be religiously based? Um,
1: can't I just... So that the truth can fall through the holes. Because it's holy. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, that's a... I Damn. We need to record that. Speaking the truth.
0: Anyway, so, following a, a Trump rally, which, again, the fact that we've only ever referred them as, referred to them as Trump rallies and not, like, campaign events and stuff, should I, I kind of give an indication that it's, uh, um, what's the word? Um, not good?
1: yeah. <laughs> Like rallies in general, what is it, What do they call it? Like not that personal, not personality driven, but um, oh, like, like oh no, solely
0: personality. But no, driven.
1: but it's like, like uh, for my it's identity. Like you know how like a lot of Republicans on like Fox News, like yeah, it's all about identity, identity, identity. Mm. That's identity politics.
0: Is the Trump wait
1: the Trump rally? That's identity politics. You
0: identify as a Trump because
1: yes. Yes. Oh, because shit. if you're if you're gay, you don't identify as being gay, you're gay. If you're black, you don't identify as being black, you're black. The the the, the problems that you have systemically are not part really identity, it's just who you are. And there are things that culturally that are identity, but everything about supporting Donald Trump is identity. Interesting. Checkmate conserves. I actually
0: I never thought of it that way. Well put. Remember this. Conservatives, it is not your...
1: Go me. Woo! Go me. Thank you. Yeah, I'm funny too. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.
0: Conservatives, you are not defined by your stupidness. (laughs) You're defined by your obliviousness. And I think that ought to be where we can come together and just hug it out.
1: That's not fair. So... Democrats always say, we're, we're oblivious. I think you're oblivious to who we are. Oblivious? We do, I, think... I don't know the meaning of the word. <laughs> that was a being, good joke. Fuck being you. Being <laughs> an American is not about being a Republican. Being an American is about loving your country and your neighbors. They say we're racist. I don't think we're racist. Do you think that your friends and your families are racist? I don't think so. I think... That they want you to think that you think that I think that you think we're racist. You are one bad mother, Tucker.
0: Shut your mouth. (laughs) So, again, I want to really nail down that radicalism is a tool of leftist political ideology meant to disestablish the status quo or the system at hand and instead put in place something completely new, never heard of. Reactionism is wanting now to also completely disestablish the status quo, but in order to reinstate the thing that previously worked for just them and them alone. And as much as I identify with like extremist anarchism, I can't get behind that sentiment because I mean it's super racially motivated well, and
1: I, like there's a whole bunch of other politics that are just like <laughs> I think that a lot of those people, you know, it's actually really funny because in a weird way they're they're not wrong. And I'm gonna tell you how. So we talk about emotionality. They're not wrong. Things are wrong with the system. Yeah. Things are wrong. Things are totes fucked. But things weren't good for them either because they aren't and have not really been the ruling class. I mean, let's say fucking Tucker Carlson gets like 4 million viewers. In a week, actually, it's been like 6 million, you know, which is less than some YouTube channels, just saying. <laughs> um, but let's just say <laughs> he gets Shots like fired. 6 million Monday through Friday, right? Of those six million, one percent of them Directly, 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 systemically aside, benefit from like you know their families having owned slaves. A lot of the other people, maybe even two thirds, are poor. Mm-hmm. They suffer. They're ho- They're they either they're homeless. They work at McDonald's. They they struggle to to pay rent to pay their mortgages. The modern day depiction of indentured servitude. That that's who they are. Yeah but they seem to view there to be a rift but the rift is not between themselves and people who are more hungry it's between people who they think share a different ideology but in 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 a weird a weird raw way they don't everybody thinks the system's wrong everybody thinks that things are not good
0: everyone thinks that things can be approved upon or completely reconstructed to create a better system. And yo, that's the that's the sentiment I identify with.
1: Now, I'm gonna sound like I'm gonna sound like the conservative, but I'm but I'm not because I'm arguing from positions that I know aren't mine, which is a lot of liberals will agree but think that it's never really going to get better but they really have to try hard to do the little that they could whereas hmm. a lot of republicans feel the same way but they feel like but it it was good it'll be good again and like leftists like 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 not left, really, not, left. Not, not not like you know not like you know like not like tankies but like leftists are Wait, like what?
0: Wait, I... tankies
1: are tankies are like Marx is God. Marx is God, and they don't. They're they're separate because they're dumb. You know, they're <laughs> left, but they're dumb. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> there you go. You just if you want to ask why, they're dumb. If you want to ask why, go to twitch. dot com forward slash Hasanabi. H A N S A N A B I. Don't know what it means for you. I'm saying I know what it means because he's Turkish. Be dumb. Just go there and. Comment that in his fucking comments a bunch of times, and then he'll fucking rail on you and explain. I don't want to have to. There's
0: or just read Animal Farm by Orson Welles. Or, uh, yeah. Orson Welles, right? There you go. That's that's the dude who yeah. does
1: Animal Farm? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so look at that, right? The- <laughs> <laughs> that's why you can't take the leftism to too far. You know, but, like, leftists believe that it could be better. Liberals think that it will never be perfect. But we should always pursue... But we should be better. Yeah. And Republicans think it was better. When it most benefited them. That's a coincidence. When it most benefited people who look like them. That's a coincidence. Right. I'm going to be charitable. I think it's a coincidence. You think it's a... Okay. I don't really believe that, but let's be charitable. Let's say it's a coincidence. Because things were better before, before you talked about race. Before race was important. Before those things happened. But that doesn't really connect with the intersectionality of all the other things. Like coronavirus happened. Mm-hmm. Mask mandates happened, um Poor areas were more heavily affected by coronavirus. Isn't mm-hmm. that interesting?
0: That is inter- that, poorer But poorer areas...
1: What well, poor like, mm, areas comprised mostly people of color? Oh, now isn't it interesting that the people who are most against or rail against uh, the mask mandates were areas predominantly um, uh, who you know, you know, people living there are white, Got the pale skin. They uh, could use a little melanin every now and then. Statistically, it would kill them at the same rate if it was equally, you know, like pasta. I'm at a mayo barbecue or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We don't barbecue mayonnaise. You put the mayonnaise on the thing. You oh, have gosh. to
0: put it in a tinfoil boat first with oil. And then it fries itself like a
1: hush puppy. Oh my God. There's oil and oil and oil.
0: And egg white <laughs> that's been uh, coagulated. I love that word, coagulate.
1: I love it. <laughs> but, you know, I just, I rail, I rail on these things because they absolutely take me onto a, a whole different plane. Because this is an idea that you had for an episode. And it fucking took me to another world because... When you think about it, because we've been talking about what it is. What it is. You know, uh, like reactionism, which obviously is it makes sense because people react to things. Yeah. When you're sad, you react. When bad things happen to you, you react. When things are falling around upon you, you react. And you think that the things that were okay for you before, and you don't want to hear about systemic racism, when Ben Shapiro says things about systemic racism not existing, I think he's lying because he's a Harvard graduate from the Harvard Law School. But the people who listen to Ben Shapiro, I think it's not fair because a lot of people would have never seen black people or they don't fucking see income inequality.
0: And a lot of reactionism is based off of new interpretation and like new new information
1: and those things are also some of these things are
0: abstract like new abstract information too so like a a concept may exist for decades but until it's given some sort of of verbal indication and then it becomes talked about then it becomes a mainstream topic that reactionism reacts to
1: i wish i had some information here i should have put it down there are things like the, the more black people commit more crimes, which really is a misinterpretation of data that's really about, you know, more black people getting arrested than white people. But that's not really talking about actual conviction, only arrests, there's, because
0: actually... There's a whole lot of ways to misconstrue data, first of all. So I don't ever trust anyone who just straight up. But isn't uses it interesting numbers. because
1: it's either data or emotion. Right. If you bring data It's like it's nerf or nothing. If the data doesn't if the data doesn't correlate with what you want, then it's emotion. Right. Then it's only emotion. If the emotion doesn't correlate with each one, then it's only data. Right. But it's very it's very, very rarely data.
0: You ever get into a conversation with someone who's got some like right leaning takes? And you start talking and then they throw some data numbers at you. And then you throw some data numbers back and they go, well, in my
1: experience, I've seen. Her name is Haley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Haley, you just got called the fuck, fuck out. Fuck out, Haley. I know. Me and Haley have been friends since Pal Ringo days. And I, I think I, I spoke about her on the podcast before. I remember she said something to me. and I was like, hey, that's kind of racist. She was like, that's not racist. I fuck a black guy. But I remember she told me that she would never date a black guy. You know, she said that she would never, she said that she would never date a black guy. Mm, But
0: did she have a follow up to that? Did she have a, she
1: would fuck one.
0: (sighs) There's a lot to unpack there. Now there's a whole lot to unpack.
1: Then I was like, Hey, you know, I'm not trying to be that person. I'm not trying to, Oh, do I have it? Do I have it in me? Wait a second. I counter with the black card. There we go. I'm not trying to say that I was out there just like, I'm going to play the black card. I'm going to play the race card. I was just like, hey, I don't think that's just what you mean. Because I've known you for 10 years. I don't think that's what you mean. You know, but it's hard.
0: I want to take us on a tangent real quick. I know this isn't related to the topic of the episode at all, but...
1: Can I just say? Fuck you, Haley. You fucking work for, like, Avon and, like, spread, like, Herbalife bullshit. I'm sorry. Those are fucking pyramid schemes. I'm multi, multi-level no, marketing. Multi-level marketing.
0: It's actually the opposite of a pyramid. It's
1: <laughs>
0: it's a reverse funnel
1: system. It, it's reverse funnel system. Okay, I'm sorry. But, like, I try to value you, but... Like, I fucking hate you, and the anger in me is glad that I respect you, but I didn't forget in, like, 2017, you used to send me pictures of your fucking tits, okay? Which, by the way, is <laughs> fine, and I respect, but since you're a piece of shit, then I'm going to use that. But I'm not really going to use that. I'm sorry. That Obviously, I don't really care, because, like, that's fine, and it was consenting, but I hate her, because she's fucking racist.
0: Hey, buddy, it's okay. And we, she says
1: racist things. We can hug it out. She said some shit about... She oh. said "Oh, she said that people don't deserve to make fucking more than $15 an hour. You make less than $15 an hour. You bring a family dollar outside of fucking Detroit. You make like $7. Damn, <laughs> these are some hot fucking takes. I, I feel bad. Her grandmother's struggling and like dying. That's so hot bad. T- <laughs> beat that. That's so, that's so bad. That's... That's the wrong one. Anyway. Uh, we don't have a
0: drop for that yet. Fuck, that me- was gonna be
1: That's the wrong one. It was gonna oh, you know what? That is right. You know what, Haley? I value you. And that's why I still have her on Facebook. That's why I still make an effort to talk to her. Because I think she's a very kind person at heart. But honestly, if she keeps that shit up, your fucking grandmother's gonna die because she can't fucking afford care. Jesus. Your grandmother can't afford health care, and you're fucking more concerned about, like, poor people making $4 more an hour where you live. Like, can I just say? Game over. That's it. What were you going to say? Your tangent?
0: I'm just curious. What's it like being fetishized? <laughs> Oof. Like, Fuck. I know that has nothing to do with the rest of the topic, <laughs> and we could probably get into a whole episode alone on this, but just... Break it quick. Break it quick. I'm really curious as to what it's like. I'm a man, so it's fun. Oh, okay.
1: It's totally different for me. It's totally fucking different, okay? Because white women who like love hip hop are like, boy, sure do love Kendrick Lamar. (laughs) Let me get some fucking black guy. You know, like they don't say anything weird. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not going to speak right now because the people of color are talking. You know and it's like really weird but like because <laughs> it's like talk I talk like <laughs> you're allowed to speak I don't I feel like I'm making you not talk and then I, <laughs> are you afraid like, to do like, it are you are you afraid <laughs> but uh, but, I, but I'm a man so it's way fucking different. I cannot speak to, like, you know, like, cis women and, like, trans women who, like, deal with being fetishized. Like, trans people being fetishized, queer people being fetishized, women being fetishized. I can't fucking identify because, like, also, I'm kinky as fuck and, like, like, if you call me a bad word, the bad word during sex, Wait, like, it might work for me, but then after I'd be like, no, <laughs> like, you know, like, it'd have to be okay. in context. Like, no, I, no oh, out really? of context, in the moment, though, in like the mo- during, during intercourse. Okay. I'd be like, whoa. But like, I'd be like, oh, whoa. And then I'd be like, after, like, we can't talk anymore. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> 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 okay. So my is new, huh?
0: I think mm. rattle- radicalization, that shit ain't new. That's been going on since, fuck, since since my people wrote some shit on some stone tablets.
1: Ooh, if so you're throwing
0: curveballs.
1: Yeah. What do you think about radicalization of Islam?
0: That's, uh, honestly, I think radicalization of Islam is more reactionalization of Islam more than, because if you think about it, radicalization is about Taking whatever status quo there is and flipping it, flipping it on its head so that I think Muhammad, the prophet Muhammad, Jesus, Moses, David, radicals. anyone um, else who said that they were doing something in their name, millenniums later, not radical at all. Like fucking y'all late to the party. Y- you missed it. You missed your stop because it's reactionary <laughs> as fuck. It's saying, w- I now know what the world is like around me and I want it to go back. I want it to go back to when whatever my religious figure said it should be like.
1: Fuck, I approve. Damn, threw you a curveball and you, fuck, it'll be the show 2022. Taylor hey, Phillips. Wow. We're hitting- we hitting dingers out here, bud. I fucking that's a good fucking take. I never really wow. So yeah, even, even though I do think the fact that like Muhammad was cast out of Mecca and then he, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna tell the whole history because fucking it, tell it. No, because because out of context, the history of Muhammad can be seen as reactionary. But it's not me. Let me just frame it by saying that Muhammad had some right re- reactionary behaviors in which he reacted to. And did things to them. Well,
0: he reacted in a way that was radical at the time to what the status quo was. 100%. And so, yes, a certain amount of it was reactionary, but.
1: But also, like, that's why I think Jesus is like awesome. Like, of all the religious figures, like Jesus and Moses, fucking. Christian bangers, bro. Fucking out here rescuing slaves and shit, fucking right? parting seas, literally being radicals and saving people and spreading love and lands of hate. Fucking like, Pharaoh's like, you can't leave, and Moses is like snakes, bitch. Word. Like th- those things <laughs> in some ways are like so fucking beautiful.
0: Like that that's the pinnacle of anti-establishment.
1: Oh, fuck we're about to start preaching jesus no, I'm kidding we're not going to do that now let me tell you God if you real. want to topple this government uh, you better <laughs> i'm going to tell you something my name is Ron Paul and i think that trump the lord and savior trump that's it <sighs> but
0: that too you take you take something at one time that was ancient radicalism and when you apply it to contemporary ideology, it's a, entirely reactionary. You totally get like crazy extremist
1: conservatism. That's what it is. It's extremist conservatism. Which, being from New York myself, I've experienced that nine eleven. That's li- that's li- that's that's you know the the twin towers attack in nineteen ninety three, the World Trade Center plane attacks in two thousand one. The fucking the the attacks on the West Side Highway was that 2011, you know, where the guy fucking drove on the West Side Highway, which you haven't been on, but there's like concrete pillars there, so people can't just fucking murder people. Oh, okay. Like you know, <laughs> it's religious. It's religiously fueled, but it's really just. Uh, <laughs> It's one of the conversations about these things is about radicalization. So there's like zines that I do know the name of, but like I mentioned on a podcast, because I don't want to inspire the one person who's like fucking hate Western culture, blow up a building. But there are zines and like, um,
0: well, and because if you really hate Western culture, it's not like the pinnacle of Eastern culture is any better. Cause I know because you right? got Russia, China, and like it's it's imperial all the way down. Like it's
1: <laughs> turtles all the way. <laughs> Uh, in Iraq, they have like a zine that's literally like I don't know if you noticed, but there was a there was an increase, an uptick, an attacks uh, from vehicles. They have a big zine that's a radical extremist zine that's on the internet. Wait, was, zine, what do you, is like a zine is a small magazine, oh okay, it, that's an old, a that's condensed... an old phrase, that's an old, old phrase, you just lost the like mag, like TV, TV, fucking TV magazine, it's oh, okay. kind of like a zine, it's like, you know, like small, but these online zines, I was thinking
0: of uh, the warrior princess, but that's Zena.
1: Right? I know right, <laughs> I'm not gonna do it, um, <laughs> though my chakra, um, she was radical, I know, she definitely was, until Calista I love Calista because she's yelled at the top of her lungs, like very feral. Like very feral. Um, so one of the things that was put on the front of one of these magazines in like two thousand and seven was really talking about doing harm via vehicles. About how easy it was to get in a vehicle and just mow down infidels.
0: Oh, for a second, I thought you were talking about like Car Bomb kind of. No,
1: oh. no, like like actually getting, that's like why just... we, we saw an uptick of that. You Wait, know? and what year was this? This is like 2007 when when the, when these zines first start coming out. Oh, okay. You know, um, there's a big one. I'm not going to say the name of. I don't even know because I listen to a podcast that's shitty I don't listen to anymore. And, you know, we had an attack here. I think it's 2012 or 2013 where somebody went to West Side Highway with, you know, it was a, Somebody who was radicalized, mm. who's radicalized, who's an American Islam, Islamic person who doesn't represent at all any, uh, all of Islam, okay. but like they went and they fucking mowed down a bunch of people on the West Side Highway, which is what I take to go to your house every time I get in my fucking scooter <laughs> or a bike. That's where I go, you know, like. Well, good thing you got one of them high powered scooters. You can <laughs> real outrun them then. You know, but globalism kind of compounded this because before it was like you know these places so you got iran you know iran was struggling living its truth at one point
0: making all the money and then iran was, was like one of the most prosperous empires for, of like, the ten-
1: for like 10 years that like
0: i mean you go back and, to like ancient era
1: but we're, like, talking about, like, in the modern era. Okay, it's, like, right. it's like, it's like, ah, oh, they were like, ah, oh, do religious. And at one point, they were like, you know what? Let's join the global economy. And then it was just like, no. <laughs> they
0: are like, we want to join. And the global economy was like, what you got?
1: <laughs> what can you do for us? You know, Show us some skin, toots. And, and people always like to blame extremists. And it's funny because extremists, you know, conservatism is blamed for all harm mainly because the largest extremist conservative like sect in the, it's Catholicism maybe not at this very right moment today right okay but like in entirety of history it's like fucking Catholicism you know everybody, everybody nobody's about like, this inquisition whatever the fuck it's terrible right mm-hmm. so here we go we have this extremist nature combined and expressed with religious conservatism
0: that, I think that's a deadly concoction, is when you have extremist nature and religious conservatism.
1: But that's small.
0: and but, I fucking... it's n- but it's not small on a global scale when you look at different groups of the different religious conservatism and the different levels of extremism I'm that they're willing to go. I'm going to refer to
1: someone that Ben Shapiro refers to, that fucking asshole piece of shit Fucking self-hating bigot.
0: I know you want to hate fuck Ben Shapiro so bad. I do.
1: (laughs) Fuck he's kind of cute actually. It's weird. (laughs) He's like really attractive, but he's like a piece of shit. He'd be wiry. I know. (laughs) Like you'd have to really grab onto him. Um, all these people like Jordan Peterson and Ben Shapiro, there's about Steven Pinker, which is he wrote a book called The Better Angels of Our Nature, which breaks down pretty much how awesome life is now. Which is true. Life is awesome. Relative but it to does not yeah. discount how not awesome life can be. As, and that's you know? the part they always miss, right? And so you have a world which can be very amazing and absolutely beautiful. But there are lots and lots of people who are bad. But there's more good people than bad people. But the bad people are almost all extremists, religious conservatives. Mm, mm i hear your point
0: i hear what you're saying i would say that religious extremists are reactionists to what they perceive as a threat of bad people and so all right if you if you take the idea that Most religions, if not all religions, are originally formulated as a way of providing a source of moral and ethical guidelines.
1: Which is not true, but...
0: They get conflated, once they become popular enough, with government authoritarianism, and... Wait, what do you mean? It's not true. No, what? I'm agreeing. I, I, I
1: was nodding. Oh, I thought you were saying I was which is, nodding, which is not no, true. I was drinking my my mango white clock Metric was out, and I happened to look at my drink as I was going for a sip. As I nodded.
0: Oh, okay. So I it thought, looked like a no. I thought you were, you it was, were like it was trying to give me a counterpoint, but just like I'll let you finish. But you're wrong, you stupid bitch.
1: <laughs> you stupid bitch. Um, stupid bird bitch.
0: <laughs> so, like, at its core, most religious morality and ethics is contextual to the time it was developed in. And so when you have people who conflate the context of when the morality was developed and they try to apply certain literal contexts to a contemporary time in an extremist way, you end up with people who um, we've deemed as radicalized. But if you, understand the political spectrum whereas radicalism is on the leftist side as far as like social liberalism and then reactionism and anarchism is on the other side of like conservative traditionalism um truly any form of radicalism that isn't perpetrated by people who actively want to destroy government buildings then it's it's kind of uh, just reactionary. And I think that's kind of the unique case of January 6th, is you have people who are here doing the textbook thing that uh, radicals would do, but the message that they're trying to send is completely reactionary.
1: So isn't this one of the things that you would see a lot of, like, uh, you know, Fox News, which is what they would say, like, well, they said it was okay to do BLM protests, but when we did protests, not understanding that political violence is heavily contextual. Political violence doesn't stem from nothing. Political violence has so much context behind it every single time, Mm -hmm. right? So if uh George Floyd gets murdered people say th- th- like you see a lot of people on the right being like but he was a bad person and people on the left being like "Ah, like on like the left not the left you know being like well he's a bad person but he should get a trial he didn't get a trial he was murdered yeah. you know the cars say protect and serve not dispense
0: justice indiscriminately <laughs>
1: Why you you think you're funny? I'm Almost. fucking hilarious, right? So, of course, you look at this and it's like, okay. Well, the people who are there are thinking to themselves like, well, we're expressing what we feel. And what they feel, because people say this and it's very true, we're in an age of truth. What they feel is not invalid. The fear, the insecurity, the anxiousness the uh ability to not feed their families or even if they can feed their families the the fear that they have of being overtaxed are not false fears right, but there's a difference between thinking that your business that makes a million dollars in which you gross as income after tax like two hundred thousand dollars a year is very different than thinking that when you're outside that someone might murder you for doing a bad thing because one of the things that i saw after george floyd was after the the after derek chauvin what is like was like convicted like oh you know he did a bad thing (laughs) boo was all the people on twitter being like well (laughs) i just love your face not that you didn't make a bad face, I'm just, saying, just like my, my, what I said, right? Is people being like, well, it was to the, whoo, <laughs> no, right? It's like, oh, well, but like, well, George Floyd was like a bad person. Right? George Floyd was a bad person. Why are people so excited that somebody is going to prison, right? It was like, well, here's the thing, is that even if you do something wrong, you shouldn't be murdered, Right? Rob a bank, should get murdered. Steal candy from a kid, a Mr. Burns, don't get murdered. There is absolutely no reason. The, Chauvin didn't get the death penalty for murdering someone. And I actually don't know if I think he should. I, I don't think that the death penalty, like, honestly, even the fact that he gets locked up, even though I fucking think he's a bad person, like, people being arrested for the rest of their lives is fucking crazy you know what I mean like that's uh, your whole fucking life
0: Okay, like, so we're gonna have a whole word, other episode like, on the penal system maybe and the somebody could system.
1: do a, a psychological uh, fucking evaluation and determine like how much of his biases you know but like at the end of the day <laughs> at the end of the day it fucking sucks well and I think
0: I know we don't have much more time left to hit to this, but I think we've talked a lot about radicalization.
1: Oh, I see this this thing we that's haven't based on Dennis. Talk about
0: indoctrinization. Oh fuck. Like, how it's do you hard. get from point A to point B? I Cause disagree. Cause, we have. Well, like the indoctrinization all, all of this, is the easy part. It's it's a process. It's
1: oh tell it's me the system. process. Oh, tell me the system. Well, first,
0: you have to develop some sort of dependency right you, this is this is literally just let up for this joke this i i can't get i'm ready come on come you on you have to you have to develop some sort of intimate dependency between um, whatever authoritarian structure you have and your followers got you right so the key ingredient here is cognitive dissonance right vibe with it. And you can't spell cognitive dissonance without <laughs> cognac, which is why we're drinking Hennessy oh. in these
1: cocktails. You were waiting for that forever. I was waiting.
0: I forgot that I wrote that down to me. I know. I was like, I was waiting. I
1: forgot. You mentioned that to me. I was like, yeah. Um, But
0: so for, you have, like, it, there's a whole propaganda machine that goes into creating an ideology that views and obscures humanity from From the out group
1: versus the in group, and that's the comedy. It's (laughs) yeah, you got to make it funny. Got it. I'm not gonna say Trump had that was one big thing that Trump did. The the making the jokes, the humor that set you as a supporter of him against other people. Like oh, "Oh, you're right. It is like
0: he used. We talk. We do an episode about comedic theories. And he relies almost entirely on superiority theory which, when making jokes during his campaign speeches. Which, by the way,
1: you know, referring to him as a supremacist, I don't, he, he probably is. I think he is, but like, he might not be. But referring, but using that kind of comedy makes you really seem that way. But it's also the easiest. It's the easiest form of to comedy. punch down, like. Let's pretend that Trump is an amazing, nice person, like in private, but like, you know, because he's insecure, Mm -hmm. that's the kind of comedy he uses. Oh, exactly. Like, you're going to think that. (laughs) I love this, and I really just have to go into this before we fucking wrap up. You have Amplify Insecurity, and this is like a play of the Dennis Method, I'm Upset. Because you didn't make it into an acronym.
0: <laughs> oh shit! You know, as I was writing out these notes, I didn't even realize it was the Dennis method from Always Sunny, where you develop dependency, <laughs> engage physically. Remember when Trump grabbed the flag yeah. and hugged it? Yeah, yeah. You engage physically. Oh, all right. You nurture dependence. Oh, that's uh, that's obviously
1: easy. Easy, easy. You say give them no give them, one can give them save tax this. cuts. Yeah. that you know are going to be repealed as they like. You know they'll be. Like, oh, using, using fucking your presidential powers that could immediately be signed out as Biden did. There we go. Dependency. Dependency
0: and, and international tariffs. Oh, fuck yeah. So that way you're act you're domestically dependent now. Got
1: you. Got you. So
0: that's the nurture dependency (laughs) and then neglect entirely.
1: Oh, which by the way, I don't know if you know this, like he did a little bit before he made his blog. He did that. He just vanished. Yeah. He neglected them. He neglect And,
0: I mean, let's be honest, the tax cuts really didn't benefit anyone <laughs> no, didn't. in mid to lower class. I well. mentioned that because the like, notes here
1: would <laughs> amplify insecurity.
0: And then, <laughs> <laughs> but I wish it would have been, a- you could have made oh, this acronym. I should have right? made it an acronym. Fuck. And then
1: Xenophobia. The-
0: so you amplify insecurity by just bolstering uh The feelings of xenophobia, like fearing people from the outside, you start scapegoating, you start saying it's anyone else's fault, and then you start giving false narratives in order to make yourself be better, and then you start fear-mongering, and then you play off a trauma. You play off of other people's trauma.
1: You didn't Which, say xenophobia. I literally, you didn't say the word xenophobia. Cause I was gonna be like, bad. I was gonna point out an example.
0: You no. You were gonna I say know.
1: scapegoating. I had an example. Okay. Xenophobia. Hit me. Xenophobia. Obviously, the ban against Arab countries coming into this country, coming into here. China virus. Funny for a comedian, not funny for a president.
0: And honestly, China virus ain't too funny. But Kung Flu?
1: Oh, fuck. You know, he said Kung Flu. I was like, that's Bad and racist. That is racist, Trump. But
0: fuck, that's a great <laughs> <Fuck>. punchline. God <laughs> oh, oh, damn it!
1: Fuck. Oh no, I feel like we need to do another fucking political episode. Oh, oh we'll no, get no. back to it. We'll, we'll we'll get back to it.
0: And then the last part is missionization, or miss- it's it's the point where you get your followers to go out into the world, and this is the point of rallies, really is you get that's march
1: down to the Capitol.
0: You get them to confront the outside world who will tell them that they're wrong. And it's the, that juicy cognitive dissonance that you get to feast upon. You get to just wring it out of your followers and lap it up as they feel uncomfortable, confronted by other opinions. And so when they come back, they feel so comforted. They feel so at home that, they have no other choice but to then just suckle at the teat of whatever bullshitter is giving them, is feeding them their lines. And, of course, what does that do? That creates a safe space. It creates a safe space. And wait, so we, we nurtured dependence. We neglected entirely. We
1: instilled hope. We're <laughs> 120 times what? smaller oh than the LEDs Lord. in last year's model. and featured custom. Uh, I... <laughs> <laughs> well, you just heard the review of the new iPad that I'm using <laughs> to read my notes on. <laughs> you inspire. What you still hope. And oh. then, if if
0: only, if only Trump would use this fucking method, we would be a whole lot happier because the S is separate entirely. But this
1: <laughs> motherfucker, what does he do? He's still goddamn here. Instead, he creates a safe space. He creates a safe. Space for neo-fascist conservatives.
0: So, what's the solution? You know, we've we as America have dealt with fascism before, and we know that appeasement doesn't work. So, what do we do this time? I have an idea.
1: I got you. What is it?
0: Neo appeasement for <laughs> <Neo-peas-> neo-fascism.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna be real and say that, like, you know, a few years ago, when the day my ex was like, "I'm a communist," I was like, "Man, you know, it's really hard being a person of color in a space." when we've worked so hard to come into a space that was not for us and then white people with political ideas are like, let's tear it down. But I was wrong. I I was. You know, (laughs) what we've we've had and has been created is a space for people to be bigots. You know, and whether Mm -hmm. or not Democrats think they are, even though some of them, I mean, like Joe Manchin, like a bunch of them are. Like younger, like AOC probably doesn't think so but, she, but like she is also part of the system that's creating a safe space for like neo-fascist conservatives. What we need to do is we need to continue to be radical because what happens... We need to be the, the renegades past, of funk. The radical behavior has become normalized. That's true. And despite what conservatives say, it's honestly the correct... Radical be- views are the ones that tend to be the ones that are normalized.
0: They proliferate because that's kind of the nature of radicalism. Is
1: you know the things that work work, and the things that don't soon die off. And it's and it, and by the way, can I say I'm gonna be honest and be earnest and be be charitable? It's sad that people's political views and their religious views are cast aside. It's sad that people feel like they're uncomfortable or things are different for them. But there's a difference between them, them, and their houses where they struggle to pay their mortgage, Mm -hmm. and my friends who, to me, I feel rich because my friends don't have TVs. I'm
0: rich, bitch!
1: My friends have Mm -hmm. fucking old TVs and slow internet and when I go to the houses, my phone doesn't work. You know, there's a big difference. Oh, yeah. And... That, that's a pretty solid That's margin. really what it is, is that like, you know, they don't... They've not experienced. So I want to be charitable. Most of those people, most of them, because of the people who went to the riots, I mean, <clears throat> to the, to the, to the rally most of the people who went to the rally the majority of them the most
0: people who have insurrectional or insurrectional <laughs> insurrectional difu- dysfunction yeah insurrectile majority, dysfunction insurrectile
1: dysfunction there you go you wrote it so I don't know uh, most of those people who went it's such a small portion of those people
0: well okay so you have a very vocal minority who clearly feel like there is something wrong with our country and they want to take the autonomy to take it back. And so I think I have a solution. Gotcha. All right. I think that a fair way to allow these people who, um, you know, cling so hard to the fact that they have native roots, you know, they're, they're true red blood, red, white and blue blooded Americans. Who have made this land theirs America. America. I think we should allow them a safe space. We should give them uh, a a certain area where they can populate. Okay? Where I did you realize I gave you this idea. Continue. They, they should they should be able <laughs> to go and congregate in in a sovereign territory. Let's say like like a place in Oklahoma. I'd, I'd say like Oklahoma probably a solid
1: I totally area. I area. you. I stole this from somebody else. Just that we can that. reserve for
0: neoconservative white people who need a safe space, right? And so, you know, on this reserved land for them, they'll be sovereign to make their own choices. Oh, and you know, they they can all agree to go to go here, and this will be their territory their land their land all of their assets left behind i think should be thrown into a lottery and um then raffled off to people of color and then not only will we be able to put uh white supremacists on reservations but we'll also get reparations in the in there as well oh you get two birds with one stone oh how do you like that I think I, mean, I like them apples. I think that might work. I think this might be the solution America needs. Not necessarily a final solution, but we'll get there.
1: Oh! Because you're, you're Chandler Phillips is a Jewish person. <laughs> just to make it clear. Well. <laughs> can I just say, before we wrap up, if anything that's said here offended to you, let us know. I hope it did because really, like, it shouldn't have because all the things that should have offended you, I mean, I mean, if you have a slight difference of opinion, of course, you could always leave a comment, leave a like or dislike. I'm always down for it. One star, two stars, three stars, five. Give me stars.
0: Look, feedback is appreciated in any way.
1: But like generally, if you're upset with these things that we've said, I think that you're probably a bigot. Like it, like really, it's very unlikely that the things that we've said, you know, or,
0: or maybe like I just wasn't clear in my irony. Like I feel like that has happened a lot. People happens like, a lot. I tr- I tr- <sighs> I try to make a joke, and sometimes it just suck. doesn't come off.
1: Racism sucks. Racism, racism sucks. Raci- racism is real. I'm an ally. Sexism fucking sucks. <laughs> well, um, it's been awesome, of course, uh, this has not been well, for bigots at least, this was not was that in good taste. But everybody else it was in good taste. It was in pretty good taste. Um, this has been awesome. I'm, of course your fucking secondary person who does all the work, James Beery. and I'm Chandler Phillips. and uh uh, drinking is not required. but hey. Might be recommended.